How deep into social media were you this weekend during the NCAA tournament? Oh, man. I, I'm still unsure of how I watched a sporting event without Twitter. I don't know what I don't know what I did. The worst part is I can get lost in Twitter absolutely and lose the game. <laughs> Me too. At this point. Yeah. Um one of the things though that you probably noticed Jareem Dowling with his star-studded Twitter feed. Yeah. The guy knows people or I was also I I wasn't sure uh, like I wasn't sure if it's either he knows a lot of people or he's just not afraid to come up to somebody and say, hey, can I take your picture for Twitter? I, I don't know. But either way, it was awesome. It was awesome. Totally. A lot of promotion yeah. for K-State Athletics. Very cool. And basketball specifically. Dowling today with a sit-down with the media. Credit to uh, Tom Gilbert out in the sports information uh, department for K-State Athletics as uh, he has done a great job getting the sit-downs with the uh, new assistants here early on in their tenures. And Dowling was the one to undergo media scrutiny earlier today. Seeing you take pictures with Drew Brees and Maria Taylor uh, and spreading the, uh, I guess, Kansas State brand's probably the purpose of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm all about endorsing um, the brand and the university that I work for. Uh, I have an opportunity to represent such a prestigious university, um, both academically and athletically. And I, I'm never going to take it for granted. I'm, I'm a kid in a candy store. Uh, I'm not embarrassed by how proud I am to be at K-State. I'm not embarrassed by who I take pictures with. Um, it, it's who I am and what I'm about, you know, even when I'm not on social media. And I asked this to Coach Tang and Coach Malgi already, but what is your kind of, uh, when you're in a living room with the recruits or when they're on a visit, what's your pitch to them and how do you sell them on Kansas State and the school? Uh, first first and foremost, um, I let them know, you know, that we're a faith-based staff that, you know, believe in the higher power of God. Um, and um, also, I let them know about the fans, you know, because if, if the fans is showing me love, who can't even make a layup right now? Um, at, at my age, I, I can only imagine what they do when um, somebody's dunking the ball or shooting the three from half court. So I, I tell the kids and I tell the parents, I was like, look, man, I'm a 40-year-old, I'm out of shape, and these people are loving me, and I just can't imagine the love they'll show for you. When you look at uh, replacing all but three scholarship players next season, is that a good challenge to have or a bad challenge to have? I think it's a good challenge. Uh, you know, with my background coming from junior college um, and having to replace players every year or every other year, uh, it's it's very um, it's it's something that I'm accustomed to. Um, I've done it in my in my career for a long time, and um, I've had the opportunity to help rebuild uh, three programs in my career. Um, one at Slippery Rock, uh, Arkansas State with uh, Coach Grant McCaslin and Ross Hodge and then um, North Texas. So the challenge is um, normal for me, and um, I'm excited about it, man, because, I mean, I got K-State on my chest now, and it, it, it makes it very intriguing, the kids and their parents and their family and the fan base. I, I just can't stop talking about the fan base, you know, what it means to, um, to present that to players because once they know people care, and my job is to let them know how much K-State fans care and I think that helps us build the roster the right way. We're not worried about building it quickly. Um, we're not worried about, you know, making a microwave situation. We want to put it in the oven and put it at 350 
and um, you know, have it baked correctly and, you know, take it out, look at it and put it back in and make sure it's ready to eat when it's time to eat. Well, I guess with, with that in mind, how do you see yourself balancing out bringing in transfers versus high school recruits? How do you uh, get that balance right right now? Oh, <clears throat> with, with Coach Tang's uh, leadership and his experience uh, over 19 years at Baylor, you know, uh, building rosters and keeping guys happy and redshirting guys. And I think some of those blueprints um, will be the same here. Um, we're not we don't expect to have 13 guys that's playing. That's that's not realistic, you know, at any level. So we, we're looking for some guys that we can bring in and develop over a course of time and build a depth for our program. You know, we're not trying to be a one year uh, flash in the pan. So we're looking to build longevity here. In the short time you've been on the recruiting trail, how has the K-State brand been uh, been uh, accepted from the recruits you've talked to? Uh, it's 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 been accepted very well, um, but right now it's it's um it's such a weird time with you know just the whole transfer portal thing, so you can kind of get you know lost in the shuffle because you might call a kid at nine a.m. and by twelve he's had twenty five calls from twenty five different schools, you know. So part of um my method, you know, wherever I've been is you know keeping us relevant because kids always uh they're on social media more than they watch TV. They're, they're on social media more than they listen to music. So if they see me having fun here at K-State and they're seeing the fans and the views at 10,000 for, you know, one video that's 10 seconds, like they know that there's a serious fan base here. You know, everything for the kid is viral, viral, viral. And I felt like every video I've put out here at K-State has been viral. If 10,000 is a number, uh, we're, we're doing that in two or three hours, which is impressive. As you guys are recruiting, is there a common thread you're looking at in these players? Anything uh, that jumps out to you that you, you need in your program? Uh, intangibles, um, competitiveness. Uh, we're even dissecting it down to um, their body language on film, you know, when they do something good or bad, you know, because um, – Coach Tang, I think he said it last night. Um, everybody want to be around winners. It's easy to be around people when you're winning. But when you, you know, take a few L's here, you want to make sure that character is still right. So those are those are the kind of guys that we're looking for, you know, that, you know, still have that positive energy when something might not go right that night for us. And you still want to be around them on a daily basis. So that's what we're doing. Um, Everybody, all hands in. Everybody, opinion matters here, all the way down to uh, our, our super superstar Bailey um, in administration and operations. Everybody, opinion matters here. We care what everybody thinks. And um, you guys are still a little bit maybe understaffed and trying to do ten thousand things at once. Is is this kind of daunting for you to have all this on your plate? No, actually, it feels like we have a lot of people here already, and everybody's not here. So you know. Um, I know I'm speaking for myself. I'm, you know, I don't come from a big staff, you know, uh, we come from a place where you wear multiple hats and it's just been the way my whole career has been. So um, when they come, they'll fit right in, you know, because Coach Tang knows what he's doing. He's been dreaming about this moment for 19 years. And, um, you know, until then, you know, we're going to push the bus and move this thing forward until they hop on. And you kind of touched this a little bit earlier, but uh, the transfer portals changed this game so much. 
Um, coming into a new staff and so many guys leaving, needing to fill spots, is it a blessing or a curse to have the transfer portal? Uh, it depends. It, it depends <laughs> on how you look at it. Cause you can lose a really good one in the portal and you can get a really good one in the portal. So it just depends on what side of the bed you wake up at that morning, you know? Um, but besides that, it's the game is changing. Life is changing and you got to adapt or get left behind, you know, and we're just, we're, we're, we're going to adapt, but we're going to make sure we do it. Coach Tang's way, Kansas state way. We're not going to force anything, you know, we're, we're going to do it the right way. Just your thoughts on, on coming to the big 12 and what the conference has done uh, lately here um, and the kind of advantage that that can potentially be. And then you mentioned kind of the K-State thing. In your mind, what is that? What makes K-State special from your perspective? Uh, what makes it special is um, the love, the, the reaction. And trust me, I know there'll, there'll be um, negative thoughts here and there throughout you know, the course of our, our, our tenure here. And um, that's just life. But... All I can see is the positive. You know, I can't see negative. I, all I see is positive. I see positive people at the gas station. I see positive people at the restaurant. Um, I, I made a joke last night, and I want people to notice. I'm very um, outgoing. I, I have a good sense of humor. At least I think. My wife doesn't think so. But <laughs> I feel as though I have a great sense of humor. And uh, I, I was just playing with you know, these guys that we met last night at uh i think it's Hooli Hooli hooligans um, yeah hooligans yeah. and um you know they were excited because i guess they saw me on social media so i i just put them up and then i teased them and i said um these guys interrupted our meal even though we were done eating we, we were finished and uh i said they didn't even pay the bill i felt lol next thing you know the bill comes and this it, they paid it and that was not like it was just a joke so i got to get people to understand my humor it's it's i don't i don't want people to pay the bill i just want them to enjoy the laugh you know because there's so many negative content out there and I, if i could make somebody laugh for five seconds I, i've done my job and, and as from the big 12 what advantage is that to sell that to young people what what has been done lately at places like kansas and baylor and texas tech and and others the brand of the Big Twelve is is legit. It's it's as um it's as flashy as rappers. It's cool as a country singer, <laughs> um, and um it's 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 a brand that no matter where you go, it it's, it speaks volume. Whether you're overseas or you know in a small town, like the Big Twelve speaks names for value for itself, and, and the players like it. And when we call players. You know, we don't only tell them about K-State. We talk about coming to the best conference in college basketball. Doreen Dowling, one of the assistants on Jerome Tang's new staff here at K-State, sitting down with the media. And it's a great point he brings up right there, is that, uh, you know, you are recruiting to K-State, but you're also recruiting your conference because you're recruiting competition. Absolutely. You're pointing out this is the competition level that you're going to be playing against. Oh, by the way, the last two national champions have come from this conference. Right. And, I mean, I can't remember. how. I think it's six or so that have been in the, uh, like the Elite Eight. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those deals where 
if these guys are nervous at all about having some transfers leave, they are not showing it as a staff one bit. True. They, they're taking this as a challenge, and I think they're also like uh, like he, he mentioned, the game is changing, life is changing, every day something's changing, and they're taking it all, they're, they're, the punches, they're letting them roll. I think that we're get, we're in good hands. I really do. Every time I hear someone from the staff talk, it is it's always positive and it's always we're up for the challenge. We're ready to go. We're ready to do it. We're recruiting not only our team but the league. Everything about what they're saying, I'm loving. One of the things that Derek Young brought up in the last hour as we talked with Dy of K State Online, uh, Taj Manning's name got brought up and. In the midst of all of the discussion, keep in mind Manning was a player that was committed to this program with Bruce Weber, still committed from everything that I have picked up on. Uh, it, it On Twitter yesterday, in fact, there was a family member that made the comment that that is still the commitment. And so that bodes well that at least that sales piece has worked thus far yep. for this program going forward with Jerome Tang as the head coach. We continue with more on the game in a moment. The game continues on News Radio KMAN. David G. alongside me, Troy Coverdale. Big Steve looks like he's about ready to fall asleep. Steve, what's the deal, buddy? I haven't been sleeping well recently, plus, I also skipped lunch today. Why? So. What? what? Why? Because I forgot to eat. <laughs> Happens when you stay busy, man. Yeah, when, when, and when you're not fat. I, I could be the busiest person in the world, and I'm like, listen, uh, we got to get some lunch right now. I never Have you ever I'm, forgot? I'm, I'm going to hang the sign <laughs> on the door for him that says, eat a food. That's right. A eat food. A food. <laughs> eat a food. It has to say exactly that. Anything eat a less, food. it's getting ripped you know, straight I, off eat, the wall. Eat a food. Friends of mine have put have have started utilizing that one on a Discord channel. <laughs> it's a running joke, and so it, it just fits perfectly. Eat a food. That works. We didn't chat yesterday about Bob Bowlesby stepping down as the Big 12 commissioner. And it's interesting timing coming up on the one-year anniversary of Oklahoma and Texas and ESPN's attempt to nuke the Big 12. But it does pose an interesting trend or is part of an interesting trend. You realize that in the last five years that now with Bullsby announcing that he'll be stepping down, all of the Power 5 commissioners will have overturned? Wow. There's not one stay over left. It's all, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. You have seen, and specifically in the last three years, you've had the changes with the Big Ten and the ACC, plus Larry Scott getting finally ousted out of the Pac-12, <laughs> uh, really more compressed in, into about a two-year stint uh, in the way that things have gone. Wow. And so, yeah, three of the five have been have been spun that quickly. Um, and it comes at a time... And I talked about this the other day that you've got Coach K stepping down, mm-hmm. Roy Williams stepped down last year. College basketball, to me, is starting to move coaching wise to becoming a younger man's game because of the need for uh, the need for constant recruiting, transfer portal, and 
otherwise. And that just isn't what Roy Williams or what Coach K or what many others had signed up for. No, they're like, no way. Right. They're, they're, they're set in their ways, mm-hmm. and this wasn't how it was. So that's why I say we may be moving towards a young man's game in terms of coaching college basketball. What are we going to be moving towards now with these changes at the Power Five level at conference commissioners? I find that interesting. And granted, how much of this is also tied into just in general, not just the upheaval that has been in play with the transfer portal, NIL, and all of those changes, but also the pressure that was added by COVID and what that did the last two-plus years now. I really think that in many ways we're starting to see the effects of that even uh, take a toll on athletic administrators because of everything that they had to deal with. And at a point, you're just you're running on empty. You know, it's one of those things. Everyone, it's like it's post COVID is what you know. Yeah. Like everything post COVID. I can't imagine on top of my my life already, on top of your own personal stuff. Then you're the guy for the athletic department of a Power Five school. Which is already, before that, it wasn't a cakewalk job. It wasn't a cushy, mm-hmm. this is just, I, I always hook my buddy up. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. then you're the commissioner of one of these Power Five conferences. You've got to make all these people happy. I, oh. I would I would have just been like, ah. <laughs> Kevin Warren in the Big Ten being a prime example in the midst of all of the discussion whether or not in 2020 there would be college football. Right. Think about all of the fight that reared up, led by Nebraska specifically, complaining about what the plan was set forth by Kevin Warren. You're not going to make everybody happy. And oh, by the way, you're doing that with 14 different schools and your national television partners and your businesses. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you get the point. It is it, it's overwhelming to think about the level of responsibility now that is in play for all of these commissioners. It almost makes being Roger Goodell look easy. <laughs> He's like, thanks for the heat off of me. I mean, I needed that. I needed you guys to take a little <laughs> bit for me. I want the next guy for the Big Twelve. The next commissioner of the Big 12, I want him um, locked in and understanding the new um, TV deals, mm-hmm. how it works, how it's going to – I want someone who's able to project. I mean, not that anyone could see the like cord cutting or anything back when Nebraska, Colorado, Texas A&M, Missouri all left. Sure. Not that anyone knew that was going to happen, but um, someone who – has a better grasp on this thing than, I think, towards the end, Mr. Bowlesby did. That is going to be an interesting point going forward. Because you have the ESPN Plus package that essentially is supposed to be your Big 12 network. Supposed to be. We're still 
three years out from the SEC's new contract going into play with ESPN, and I I need to review just to see how much of their stuff will wind up on ESPN Plus, or as it it essentially is SEC Plus, right? Because you will still have the linear network, SEC Network Plus, whatever they're putting on ESPN Ocho. Um. So the problem is, if you're the Big 12, where do you turn to try to put together that network? The days of Raycom, (laughs) remember those? Yeah. They're long gone. They are long gone. Jeff Pilot Sports, gone. those, Those have been absorbed by... The many tentacles of ESPN, you know, over time. I don't know if you've ever tried um, the Fox Sports app before. Have you ever? Yeah, tried? I have. That's a total pain in the beat. Yeah, I mean, it, it's oh. awful. And it, like they want, the, it wants you to sign in there, but then go to the website, but then you have to go back. And I finally just said, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, ESPN, unfortunately, they had their time where that app really stunk. Mm-hmm. The ESPN app and the ESPN Plus, it stunk. But now it is seamless. When your team's playing, you pop it on and it's over. It's sure. on. Sure. You know? Sure. And But for a lot of people, that's still a challenge. It is. Especially when you're talking a state like Kansas or a state like Oklahoma where broadband is a problem. Right. You know, I have a I had a Chromecast. Um, before mm-hmm. we went to like Roku TVs, a little Chromecast, and explaining <laughs> how to <laughs> cast something on that TV to my mom mm-hmm. or my uncle, and they're not ancient, but they were like, you know, no thank you. And one day my mom called me and said, I want to watch the cats, but I can't find them. What, what channel are they on? And I go, oh boy. Right. Uh, how can I, how can I do this in a way that's not going to scare her away from trying something new? Um, you're right. Even though the ESPN app is, see, I mean, really, for me, I never have a problem with it ever anymore. Uh, you still do have quite a few people in this country that are like, I don't get it, man. I laugh about the opposites that my parents are when it really comes to technology. My mom was at the forefront of working with NCR at the local bank, implementing stuff starting in 1980. Wow. My dad was a billing clerk with Santa Fe, and he still wishes that he could have done it all by hand. <laughs> He's like, that calculator, is your, your, your mind is melting. Mm-hmm. It's going to make a mistake, and you're not going to catch it. He said the worst thing that ever happened was when they went to computers, they gave up trying to truly balance everything. I mean, there's something to be said for that. I mean, because you can plug it in and it doesn't tell you you're wrong. So if you type in the wrong numbers, Mm -hmm. come up with uh, the Mm -hmm. wrong answers. I I hear that. I hear that. I I just, in my opinion, I do think there's room for the Big 12, the new Big 12, to negotiate things with Fox, CBS, NBC. CBS is huge I mean, at this point. It, 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 they have to be able to convince one person there that, hey, 
we're viable, we can do this, and we could do it together. I'm intrigued to see what NBC does now that they let NBCSN go. They still have the Notre Dame package. Do they try to do more? Even though NBCSN isn't an entity anymore. Right. Do they put them over on USA? Plenty of things that are out there for for questions that the next commissioner definitely will have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Coming back, well, Mitch joked about it yesterday, but yes, we have dug out the number two song of the day (laughs) coming up here on The Game. Big Steve is going to go full night at the Roxbury for us here in a moment. Oh, baby. That is one funky bass line. That is funky. Love it. Now that's funky. I brought up Mikey T earlier winning the basketball pool. This would have been from the era that Mikey T was working across town. Had to put up with a pesky weekend part-timer by the name of Coverdale. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that could be. Oh, that kid. It's a real mystery. Killing me. Kathy Dennis. There you go. Touch me. <laughs> All night long. Topped out at number two in the United States. Number five in the UK. Number 16 in Australia. It was actually a cover of a song that was a club hit in 84, but revamped. It was kept out of the number one spot by High Fives, I Like the Way. Speaking of a banger. Ha <laughs> ha. And Mariah Carey's I Don't Want to Cry. Oh, Mariah Carey. God. What year did you say this was? I want to say 1990. Okay, so... I didn't include it. That's it my bad. 1984. It was, was a club cl- hit. It was a club hit. And then they decided to revamp it in 1990 and make it a uh, club hit <laughs> once again. And, and not only a club hit, but a hit that wound up going to number two. Oh, man. These Highest guys. charting song that she had, yes, released 1990. Jeez. Part of one of three songs off the album that did hit the Hot 100. But she has found more success over the years as either the straight up writer or co lyricist on a bunch of hits and part of it is because that she got hooked up with Simon Fuller. Oh. Know the name? I don't know the name. He's the man who brought forth the concept called Idol. Oh. As in British Idol. American Idol. Simon Fuller was actually who signed her to her first contract back in back when she was 17. She achieved her first success as a vocalist with D-Mob, Come On and Get My Love. 1989, reached number 15 on the UK singles chart, number 10 on the Billboard chart in the US. Touch Me reached number one on the Hot Dance charts 
here in the United States. The follow-up, Too Many Walls, which she wrote, co-wrote with Ann Dudley of Art of Noise, went number one on the adult contemporary chart here in the U.S. Yeah. Now, as for her lyricist work, Can't Get You Out of My Head, Kylie Minogue's uh-huh, uh-huh, hit. Uh-huh. Spent four weeks at number one in Britain while also rekindling interest in Minogue in America where it climbed to number seven. That one uh, sold three over three million copies worldwide to become the world's second highest selling single for the year 2001. Wow. Also wrote Britney Spears' 2000 hit, Toxic. Ah, there we go. She's helped put together songs performed by the Jonas Brothers, Adam Lambert, Mark Ronson, Kelly Clarkson, the Spice Girls. But she topped all of it with Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. Oh, man. She wrote that song? She co-wrote. Oh, my. Now I'm, like, super curious why this one didn't hit number one, then. Because it got blocked. Yeah. By two other tracks. Uh, By High Fives, The Kissing Game, I Like the Way. And Mariah Carey's I Don't Want to Cry. Keep in mind, you're talking Mariah Carey's peak of popularity. Yeah, that was about that time, wasn't it? A Mm -hmm. juggernaut, that young lady was. It was around the time that this hit that she agreed to join Club MTV's first tour. Booked for six weeks. She dropped out on the third date of the tour, later publicly accusing one of the members of Millie Vanilli of sexual harassment. Oh no, those guys. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> they were popular enough to actually get on a tour? That I thought that, I mean, they were in and out. They were the headline act oh my of the Club God. MTV tour. I forgot Millie Vanilli even existed oh there for a my. moment. Core memory unlocked. Oh man. Now you understand why I was bumping earworms from the 90s in my head <laughs> yeah. earlier, Big Steve. It makes a lot more sense now. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. Oh. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. And then they tried to come out and do like a real album. And, and they were like, awful. That sucks. And they were awful. That stinks, boys. Everybody hit play and was like, what am I listening to? Terrible. What is this garbage? But those, the, the original Millie Vanilli. Before we knew, or before we were able to admit to ourselves that they weren't really singing, those are some great songs. Man. Millie Vanilli, really, they knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, wasn't wasn't it like a huge thing? Like they weren't even the ones singing either. Yes. Yeah, that it was, was yeah, that, that was the right? scandal. They won okay. the Grammy. They won a Grammy for and, best album. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then it later got like retracted or something yep. oh, like yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They, yep. They had a really awkward press conference where they like they're like, "Can we give these back now?" And everybody's like. Like it's your choice. Come on. <laughs> Millie Vanilli, man. What a moment in time. And so this gal somehow gets on tour with these guys. And then there's that. And she's, oh, God. That stinks. <laughs> Ugh. Terrible. By the way, 53 and still looks amazing. <laughs> Anybody who recalls the videos, bright red hair. Green eyes. Irish dream. You got it. Still looks great. Still looks great. This. Hey, uh, come on. When you're 50, you start. I'm not judging. I know. I'm going to hear about it when I get home. I know. I'm I'm aware. 
<laughs> window shopping. Oh, I got line one. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me either. Man, this song really though. Th- does, do you remember this one being a pretty popular? Like, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And it was a, it was a hot AC, right? Yep. And he- and and then on top of it, it was getting a lot of play on MTV. Ah. And you've got to remember when I came to school, we didn't have cable in my household. So we you- didn't have a satellite dish. Whoa. MTV was a godsend oh, when I came to man. college. You moved in the dorms and you said, fire it up, boys. And they were like, what? And you're like, I mean the MTV, not the... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll say this. If this song got like re-reworked by the same artist and like maybe reproduced, it'd probably hit number one today. Really? I would think so. I mean, you also got to see what kind of pop is heading back into a resurgence of kind of that era sound again. There have been a lot of, at least in terms of club hits, Yeah, it's pretty dry right now. It's really dry right now. I know some of the DJs have been talking about that, uh, that that they're struggling to find something current to include with all of the retro. There's nothing current that I can play that goes, inch, 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 inch. there's nothing, guys. I'm out of a job. That's what I'm saying. We need this it's ready back. for a comeback. What's this gal's name again? Kathy Dennis. <laughs> That's why she didn't make it famous. Her name stinks. You got to come up with something cooler than that. The cat. Yeah. Huge hit in Manhattan. The cat. Name yourself the cat. Kathy Davis. Or Dennis. The cat was a short-lived classic rock station. All right. In our basement. It's now Angel 95. (laughs) Format. (laughs) Ask us anything when we continue on the game. is appointed, the expectation is that he will then transfer into a new emeritus role with the league. The 70-year-old Bullsby's contract with the Big 12 goes into 2025. He's been commissioner since 2012. Thirteen fifty KMAN. What's up, guys? It's Ask Us Anything. Um, for you guys, um, hey, what's your social security numbers? Uh, it is <laughs> yeah, stop, one, stop, two, stop, three, stop, four, stop, five. Stop, stop, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, that's what it is. I know. I, it's just I got caught up in the name. Ask us anything, okay? We'll stop. We'll stop with the dumb stuff. Uh, <laughs> how much money do you have in your checking account? <laughs> sorry. Okay, wait. What's your mother's main yeah, name? Yeah, really. Real what school did you attend for first grade? Um, what what, what street when you uh, that you lived on when you were a kid? Absolutely. Where did you meet your significant other? <laughs> oh, man. Let's go through the whole list and get that down. <laughs> Security, baby. Oh. Security. McAfee 1.0. What TV show's <laughs> intro is impossible to skip? Oh, For man. me, it was always The Sopranos. I loved that. Um, I always I liked I always liked um, Game of Thrones. That was always fun. And uh, shout out to X Men the animated series. It used to get me fired up as a little kid. Monica laughs at me very heartily when I start humming the Monday Night Football theme. <laughs> it's good stuff. Steve. Steve doesn't even. Oh my no, god! No, I have one. I have one. I'm still no, cracking up about the McAfee joke. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, growing up, there used to be this show. It was on Cartoon Network and whatnot. It was called Code Lioko. That that intro song, straight banger. Code Lioko. Code Lioko. 
It's great. It's a great hmm. show. I, I I mean, honestly, if you want to go with the uh, theme from the great greatest American hero, you know that there's a flashback for you. That's a old school jam. Who wrote that or not? I'm walking, walking on air. air. Yep. Never thought I could be so free. That's How about it. that? We that's got that's it. it now, I mean, where do you even go from there? Um, <laughs> um, if you could get any artist to do a free concert for your city, who do you choose? And unfortunately, it does have to be someone alive. Okay. With that ground rule in play. Yeah. All right. You know what? Green Day. We'll roll Green that Day. That would be we'll awesome. play it safe. I mean, go figure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, what's I'm, yours, Mr. Well, go I'm, figure? I'm, I'm, I'm going with the with the standards, Garth Brooks, George Strait, or Billy Joel at this point. Ooh. I'd go see Billy Joel. Listen to okay. I know Steve's like, who the heck is Billy Joel? I know who Billy Joel oh, is. Oh, you do? How dare you? I didn't know. I had no idea. I'm, I underestimated you. Um, I would go with Kathy Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, play that number two again, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just what? go over and over. Let's play that again. <laughs> like I didn't think about answering it. <laughs> oh, so go figure. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I, that's all I really had, man. I, are we? What? We got. Do we, have, we still have like two like minutes. A, two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What word do you knowingly mispronounce because of family or friends' influence? Mm. Um, for me, for whatever reason, my family says "ruined" like "ruined." Like I ruined it, and I don't know why. It's like, yeah, it's weird. Must be a, like a weird like accent dialect thing. Yeah, then they're Mexican, so <laughs> dig that, man. Who knows? <laughs> X. Instead of ask, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a country thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a country thing. It's also uh, an urban thing. Ah, they're trying to try. So let me ask you something here. Mm-hmm. Do, please don't, Florida man. I had one. Oh, here we go. Watch it. Here yeah. we go. I got yeah. hate mail. Here comes yeah. the hate mail to oh, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. And I can just see the inbox flooding yeah. right now. At Troy Coverdale <laughs> at. <not confident>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there was one word, and I remember I was talking about it last week and I don't remember what the word was right now. My mind's blanking out for Big that one. Steve, come on, I know, baby. I'm letting you down. I'm letting you down. Eat a food. Eat a food, yes. <laughs> yeah. get you a hamburger quick. Get some brain power again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Royals baseball tomorrow. Yes. 305 first pitch, 230 for the coverage here on News Radio KMAN. Friday's Game four to six ahead of the Cats and Texas Tech Friday evening in Lubbock. That's what's left for the week, but we're out tomorrow because of the Royals, so have yourselves a great one. We'll catch you on Friday. Want to stay current on locally 